Thank you for the opportunity. Uh, in the time it takes to pop two microwave bags, I have to tell you what we're doing. <laughs> so um, there's going to be a lot of uh, short bullet points. Uh, Basically, uh, this is a joint research agreement between Conagra and the University of Nebraska. In 2012, uh, this agree agreement was reached, and then in, we initiated research projects. And, and I mean, initial, initial projects were approved and initiated operations. Do, I do most of my work at the Mead Agronomy Farm. These are some of the projects that we're working on. Uh, the quality protein uh, popcorn uh, led by uh, David Holding, I'm not going to talk about this. Uh, the popcorn diversity study that Aaron Lawrence uh, initiated and now James Chenabel is uh, taking over. Uh, the oleic acid effect in volume expansion, I'm in charge of that one. The Goswill genetic study uh, collaborating with Tom, um, Tom Hogemeyer, the production of a popcorn double haploid inducer. Uh, <clears throat> we do some hybrid development, not as, not as much as we used to do in Brookston with Conagra, but we're still doing that. Uh, one of my responsibilities also is provide Conagra with uh, foundation seed so they can increase their uh, uh, hybrid seed production. Uh, we're working on a dwarfing project, and uh, then by POP, uh, in the Den by Pop, there, there have been a lot of uh, dent lines that um, lost their plant variety protection. And so we're using the heterotic pattern of corn to basically piggyback in, in that heterotic um, background and try to improve the yield of, uh, of popcorn. So uh, popcorn, um, one of the most important traits is uh, volume expansion and also the, uh, the tenderness. Um, Conagra, for the past 60 years, it's been the leader in volume expansion. Most of the competitive companies have not even been able to approach with, you know, with their breeding. And you can see the comparison of volume expansion with, uh, with the competitors. And basically, Conagra handles two types of popcorn, the proprietary uh, Orville Redenbacher and the Act 2, which is some of the Act 2 varieties are sold commercially for any producer to, to use on, on their contract. Uh, on the discriminant, I'm sorry, on the oleic acid study, what we found is that uh, after exhaustive chemical analysis, is that um, certain oleic, the presence of certain oleic acids, uh, you can, with those you can differentiate which varieties have a larger volume expansion and which don't. And basically these are oleic acids with long chains. Um, basically it's uh, isoconazoic, which is uh, popcorn, um, peanut oil, palmitic, stearic, and the ratio of uh, uh, polysaturated to saturated. And with those, uh, with those oleic acids, oops, sorry, I can, I can have, for example, this is uh, dense corn, this is high volume expansion, low volume expansion, medium, and mushroom types. So with that uh, information from the oleic acids, I can differentiate my high volume expansion hybrids 
at a 90% certainty, which, uh, which is very good. So we're using this information to try to, to select faster for, for volume expansion. This is the double haploid uh, inducer project. Uh, basically, um, popcorn has evolved separately from Dancorn, and although Rock always gets mad with me when I say it, but popcorn is a weed compared to Dancorn, and uh, because it has evolved separately because it has a, a trait which is uh, dense sterility. In other words, you cannot cross, uh, if you use popcorn as a female and then corn as a male, you don't get any seed. But if you use then corn as a female and popcorn as a male, you can, the, the cross is successful. But to use this double haploid inducer, the, uh, the double haploid is a special plant where you can, in one generation, obtain pure lines instead of selfing for eight or 10 generations. So we are transferring the uh, genetic incompatibility from, um, from popcorn into this uh, Dancorn double haploid inducer. Right now we're in Backcross 4, and I'm sorry, we just finished Backcross 3, and Backcross 4 is going to Puerto Rico for winter nursery. Uh, one, we have to, to have always a close attention to the markets in terms of uh, what popcorn in, is doing. And lately there has been a shift what, with the ready-to-eat market. Uh, before, uh, microwave popcorn had uh, the majority of the sales, and uh, it has shifted in the recent years where now the ready-to-eat has a much larger market than, than microwave popcorn. And, uh, but there's some, there's some problems with this. Uh, it is estimated by, that by <clears throat> next year, probably the ready-to-eat will reach uh, $4.8 billion of sales. I'm sorry, in conjunction, but 75% of the sales will be ready to eat. Uh, you have, you've seen these bags everywhere in the, in the supermarkets. One of the problems with the ready to eat is the, the shape of the flake. Because uh, butterfly shapes are used and they have open wings, these wings tend to break and you get up to 30% of uh, broken pieces like this, this, we sieved this bag, and all of those are broken pieces. Uh, the major types of flakes that you find in popcorn, these are the regular butterfly flakes. They're called bilateral and multilateral. And you also have the mushroom. The problem with the mushroom is that it's partially popped, and it has a polymerized external surface that is very, very chewy. What we're looking for is for this, what is called unilateral types of flakes. And we have uh, part of the results from our study. If you see here, then corn is close to mushroom in our study for uh, oils on expansion. So the idea was to take some of the popcorn lines that have a lot of then corn in their background and uh, look for rounder types of flakes, and we found it. There are a couple of hybrids that we developed that have this uh, unilateral type of, uh, 
of flake where it's not gonna break, like in the case of the, in the, case of the regular um, butterfly, and they are, parts, are completely popped compared to the uh, mushroom. The advantage is that uh, when the flavor is added, they put them in what they're called tumblers. It's like a cement mixer. So they throw the flavor and they tumble them and you get all of those, uh, all of these wings, they break apart. So now with these uh, new types of hybrids, uh, Conagra will probably come back into the ready-to-eat business, which uh, all the other companies are taking advantage and making much more money than what Conagra is doing. This is one of those hybrids. Uh, they, they have a really high yield potential, very nice. This is from, from this year, uh, from the field. And uh, because of the dent background, they, they have a much, much higher uh, yield. The volume of expansion, when you measure it, it's lower, but the situation is that they're round. So like if you put four porcupines in a box, and if they have the quills open, you won't be able to fit them. But if they're completely folded, you can put them in. Same situation <laughs> with this uh, popcorn. When you measure it, it measures much less. So before, they were not paying attention to that. But now, flake shape is the number one seller. Uh, the dwarfing, uh, well, as I was saying, that uh, popcorn is almost like a weed. Look at this, the yield trial. This is a picture from the combine where everything's on the ground. Uh, this is dent corn on this side. So what we're doing is incorporating a brachytic gene with other traits like uh, erect leaves above the ear so we can uh, increase the population density and obtain a higher yield. And I think they're telling me to stop. So <laughs> thank you for your attention. <laughs>